There is much intrigue and interest among believers in understanding end times Babylon. Prophecy experts differ widely in their opinions and interpretations. Admittedly, for such an important piece of the end times prophecy puzzle, there are clearly some uncertainties about how the last day's Babylon scenario will unfold. From my perspective, I believe that it is reasonable to consider Babylon in a holistic manner. In this passage, I will address the following, based on what we are told in Scripture. End times Babylon what it is. End times Babylon Chaldeans versus God's chosen people. God Himself in end times Babylon. An understanding of these areas will serve as background and context for my upcoming passages, in which I will describe Babylon in more detail, as well as its coming punishment administered by God. End times Babylon what it is. End times Babylon in Scripture is likely best addressed holistically, according to the following three elements, which are highly interrelated, a kingdom, a nation, and a city. I describe each of these in more detail below. Babylon the kingdom. And times Babylon is directly referred to in Scripture as a kingdom i.e. the glory of kingdoms, and the queen of kingdoms. Babylon represents the worldwide sea, of Antichrist Chaldean people, and the many waters out of which the last day's beast arises. This blasphemous beast we are told has seven heads and ten horns. These heads and horns represent different nations and their Antichrist Chaldean kings across the world, some of whom are still to arise, and all of whom will support the coming Antichrist, one world leader. You can safely assume that these leaders are also partners with the wealthiest, most powerful and most influential people in the world. Scripture says that these kings are of one mind to wage war with the Lamb, Rev 17:14. So, Babylon as a kingdom consists of the global Antichrist Chaldeans and their one-world system, which is largely already in place. Their system attempts to, figuratively speaking, recreate the Tower of Babel in place of God and develop a society that is a counterfeit of His kingdom. It will attempt to bring people from numerous nations together under a highly deceptive, false theme of unity, peace and love. The Chaldean system has already created a phony social engineering platform through its massive propaganda, symbolism, idols, and a powerful matrix in place powered by various modes of communications, verbal and nonverbal, likely tested and developed over centuries. Multitudes of people in nations across the world have likely already been deceived and have joined the Chaldeans through a plethora of secret societies or various online methods of taking secret oaths and pledges to serve and worship gods and idols other than Jesus Christ. These people have, knowingly or unknowingly, and possibly even in some cases have been forced under duress, to join a Chaldean system of control, bondage and enslavement at the personal level. Babylon the nation. Geographically and directionally speaking, relative to the land of Israel, we are given clues in Scripture as to last day's Babylon's location, including the following. A distant place, Jer 30 10 the land of the north, Jer 31-8 a land you, Judah, do not know, Jer 15-14 a land upon many waters, Jer 51-13. So, Babylon is referred to as a land, presumably a nation. Once we narrow down possibilities based on these geographic specifications above, we can use additional clues in Scripture. We are told elsewhere in Scripture that last day's Babylon is. The praise of the whole earth, Jer 51:41 the hammer of the whole earth Jer 50:23 Given all of these descriptors the nation of Babylon is certainly not hidden and should be readily apparent while both the kingdom and city discussed herein are understandably somewhat harder to identify As a sovereign country Babylon we are told in scripture has its own rulers kings and princes Scripture also says that other world leaders and merchants will wail at Babylon's eventual destruction once it comes these kings and merchants are those who have lived luxuriously with her because of all of her delicacies. 
Babylon is also the obvious nation and land that is home to most or all of those in the last days Jacob army. This is according to a multitude of scripture, and as I have referred to often in prior passages. These clues above, along with additional scripture about Babylon that I will offer later in this passage, and others to follow, should help in greatly narrowing the possibilities for nations that qualify for the last days Babylon title. If you are wondering, I believe that last days Babylon, as a nation, is the United States. Babylon the city. Many choose to think of last days Babylon, first and foremost, as a city. Babylon is indeed referred to in Scripture as the great city. Most notably, Babylon as a city is symbolized by the woman, the harlot who rides the beast of the Babylonian kingdom that was described above. Recall from the book of Revelation, this woman has the following title on her forehead, Mystery. Babylon the Great. The mother of prostitutes and the abominations of the earth, Rev 17-5. The angel speaking to John in Revelation tells him that this woman harlot in his vision represents the great city of Babylon. It is unclear, and perhaps is part of the mystery, what actual single city may represent Babylon in the last days. It is logical to think that this city would be within the land-slash-nation of Babylon described above, but this does not have to be the case. Geographically, this city, like the nation of Babylon, appears to be on many waters. So, if the land of Babylon described in the section above can be considered somewhat as a capital nation for the end times Babylonian kingdom, then the city of Babylon would certainly fit for being its headquarters. At the least, it can be assumed that this great city would certainly be the focal point for the Antichrist beast system, its associated technology, and the Antichrist Chaldeans' political and economic control of the world's nations. There is very little additional detail given about the great city of Babylon in Scripture other than one interesting point. It will eventually be destroyed, as will the nation of Babylon, and made desolate during the latter part of the tribulation period once rulers and kings turn against it, and presumably the beast system. Interestingly, this will represent a turn against their own system. But recall Jesus' words, Can Satan cast our Satan? End Times Babylon Chaldeans versus God's Chosen People While presiding over the end times Babylonian Empire as a kingdom, nation and city, its global leaders have one clear intent. They desire to establish their own satanic, counterfeit kingdom that will not have any room for God's people or allow for the worship of Jesus Christ. Thus, they are at war against the one true God, Jesus Christ, and His people. This war has been in progress from long before now as described in the Kingdom section above, so that when the tribulation period begins rulers will be able to somewhat easily and seamlessly set up their kingdom while meeting very little resistance. Babylon's Similarities to the Country of Israel In my prior passages about God's coming punishment on the country of Israel, I address the possible long-term Chaldean strategy against God's people, culminating in an end-times attack on that country and its people. In fact, over this and my next couple of passages, you will notice many similarities between the scenario of the end-times land and people of the country of Israel versus the Chaldean enemy, and the end-times nation and people of Babylon versus their Chaldean enemy. For starters, both societies, including their respective leadership, are very likely already filled with citizens who have pledged their loyalty to this Antichrist global government cabal. So, for Babylon, just as I described for the country of Israel, the battle against the land and God's people will come both from within and from without, culminating at the point when each is attacked by external, countries, armies. Babylon a land for God's scattered sheep. God's people outside of the land of Israel who still exist all over the world are those He calls His scattered sheep. Since they are scattered worldwide, it stands to reason that their adversary, the Antichrist Chaldeans, have also developed worldwide over time. Given the scattering, the strategy of the Chaldeans against them is likely somewhat different when compared with its targeted strategy for the country of Israel. 
The satanic-led Chaldeans use their surveillance and spy tools and specialize in targeting and hunting individual families and people by bloodlines. They use their quiet, infiltrating, massive mob, and their covert, underground networking techniques to commit multitudes of perfect crimes and subsequent cover-ups in decimating God's vineyard. Keep in mind that it is God who uses the Chaldeans for His own purpose against His corrupt, sinful people, many of whom have joined the Antichrist Chaldean enemy themselves. In Scripture, there appears to be indication that this decimation of God's vineyard happens more intensely during the current fig tree generation, and will only continue to intensify. Meanwhile, Babylon is a very likely home to a significant population of God's lost sheep and vineyard in the time leading up to the last days, including the last days themselves. And times Babylon, we are told is drunk with the blood of the saints, even worldwide, but regardless this would certainly include saints who reside in the nation of Babylon. This is why God ultimately instructs His people to flee out of Babylon the land of the Chaldeans. My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. Jer 51 45. My people hath been lost sheep, their shepherds have caused them to go astray, they have turned them away on the mountains, they have gone from mountain to hill, they have forgotten their resting place, all that found them devoured them. Remove out of the midst of Babylon, and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans. Jer 50-6-8. The Jacob Army God's Army of Resistance in Babylon. Given its likely significant population of God's lost sheep, it follows that the nation of Babylon is where the Jacob army battles on behalf of God's people in the last days. God promises that He is leading the way and is with Jacob and his elect army, including a Judah tribe remnant, in the last days. God says to Jacob, his called, and his chosen ally that his arm will be against the Babylonians. This is clear in the following scripture. I have commanded my sanctified ones, I have also called my mighty ones for mine anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts mustereth the host of the battle. Is 13-3-4. From my prior passages, based on Scripture, we know that Jacob and his army in Babylon raise a banner, i.e. a sign, that serves as a warning to citizens worldwide about Antichrist Chaldean intentions and their evil activities in the last days. God also mentions in Scripture more than once about setting up watchmen in the land of Babylon, likely Jacob army members, such as Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon, make the watch strong, set up the watchmen, prepare the ambushes, for the Lord hath both devised and done that which he spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. Jer 51 12. My last passage described Jacob's righteous David versus Goliath type battle versus the Antichrist Chaldeans and Babylon. God gives Jacob unusual strength that allows him to sustain during his captivity, persecution and desolation, and then also to intercede for his people shed truth and light on Babylonian Chaldean lawlessness, and to become God's agent for freeing captives. Ultimately, God frees Jacob himself as follows. For it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of them. Jer 30-8. God delivers Jacob and his select remnant of people out of their captivity in Babylon for his own glory. God himself in end times Babylon. God is clearly closely involved with His chosen people in their battles versus the Chaldeans described above. He then becomes especially involved with matters of freeing His remnant people from their captivity. God is the sovereign director of last day's events in Babylon. It is evident in the section above that God is working hard in last day's Babylon. Given the massive build-up of Babylon as a kingdom and strong nation aligned against His people in these last days, God Himself will enter into the scenario. He does this in end times Babylon by setting up kings, 
choosing Jacob as his servant along with the daughter of Zion, establishing those he refers to as watchmen, etc. It is clear that he uses his own chosen people to offset and at least somewhat restrain the Antichrist Chaldeans' push for power, prior to them taking over for a time in the tribulation period. God establishes a chosen king for Babylon in this last days period. Scripture says that God raises up Cyrus specifically for Jacob's sake and for the sake of his elect, Judah tribe remnant. Scripture further says God raises up Cyrus in righteousness, will direct all of his ways, and that he will let go of my captives. In Isaiah, his message to Cyrus is, I will go before thee, and make the crooked places straight, I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut in sunder the bars of iron, is 45-2. This brings to mind God's answer to Jeremiah after he prayed for a small, confused due to remnant that remained after the Babylonian invasion of his time. This is below. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom ye are afraid, be not afraid of him, saith the Lord, for I am with you to save you, and to deliver you from his hand. Jer 42 11. The Lord Jesus Christ himself is his people's redeemer in the last days time period who we learn, pleads there, the captives, cause, Jer 30 34. God is present among his people. Speaking of freeing his people from captivity, God says several times in the book of Isaiah, I am doing a new thing. He also says more than once in these parts of Scripture, I have not spoken in secret. God is speaking in stern terms here to his servant Jacob and the house of Jacob, trying to get their attention. When examining these parts of Scripture, God is particularly providing a warning about making a way for this end times remnant to navigate within Babylon and then to depart from, i.e. Exodus, their persecutor. Simply put, this is God speaking of a deliverance and escape for his small flock remnant from last days Antichrist Chaldean persecution in the nation of Babylon. God says through Isaiah, Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert, to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself, they shall show forth my praise. Is 43 19-21. Most importantly, God says that He is with them during this deliverance event. This could be in the form of the restrainer, who also could be the Holy Spirit, in person, who is among them. Recall that the restrainer has to be taken out of the way prior to the Antichrist Chaldean kingdom being more formally established. Several scriptures in the context of the Lord Himself saving His people in an end times deliverance are as follows. Come ye near unto me, hear ye this, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, there am I, and now the Lord God, and His Spirit, hath sent me. Is 48:16. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your reward. Is 52:12. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man, He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war, He shall cry, yea, roar, He shall prevail against His enemies. Is 42:13. Do you ever hear this spoken about in current-day prophecy discussions? Would not the event of this exodus of God's people from Babylon with the Lord or Holy Spirit Himself at the helm be highly worthy of discussion and conversation? This alone shows the powerful control the Chaldeans have over current-day prophets, priests, etc. and their messages. Meanwhile, many signs are discussed as being those indicative and warning of God's coming judgment in the last days. I believe one of the strongest signs is the persecution of Jacob and his people in Babylon. This appears to be a very strong sign and warning because at the time that Jacob and God's chosen remnant are delivered, then last day's trouble will come about at an accelerated pace and in higher order of magnitude and severity. Tilda. 
At this point, with the understanding and background of what last days Babylon comprises, and with the knowledge that it is the primary, initial battleground and symbol for God's worldwide war versus the Antichrist system, we have the proper context for proceeding with a little deeper understanding in my next couple of passages. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.